Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderbilt. Thanks so much for joining me today on this chapter of day journey. We are in Psalm 108, and I spotlighted verse 2. It says, Awake, harp, and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. Do you ever have random conversations that stick in your memory? I was on a trip with a colleague one time, and while I was aware that we're each followers of Jesus, we didn't really talk about spiritual things very often. My colleague comes from a very conservative, almost fundamentalist viewpoint on things, and he surprised me by wanting to ask my opinion about the weekly worship among the institutional church where he was a member. It happened that my colleague's tribe had recently made the switch from a very traditional worship experience that involved singing traditional hymns, many of them having been in existence for hundreds of years. The church was migrating to using songs of the present day genre, and he was clearly struggling with this. Now, I have shared many times in my blog and podcast that I have been a spiritual wayfarer who has experienced and participated in a rich diversity of spiritual traditions. I have been in the emotionally rockin' Pentecostal tradition, the corporate silence of the Quaker Meeting House, the high church liturgy of the Roman Catholic Church, the call and response of the black church, the intellectual approach of mainline institutions, the simplicity and sincerity of rural worship in a developing country, and the down-home family environment of a house church. Now, my attitude has never been, which is right, I don't ask which of these is right. In fact, I've never really worried about asking even which of these is right for me. I have always just tried to be fully present where I have been led and ask myself, what good can I gain from this experience? Now, I am aware, however, that my colleague has a a more black and white view of both faith and life. The change in music genre within his local gathering really had him rattled. My colleague said, I'm really struggling with what he called the 7-Eleven songs. It's the same seven lines sung 11 times. My response was, you mean like Psalm 117 that has just two lines, which were likely repeated over and over again? My colleague, it's just so repetitive singing the same thing over and over. Me. You mean like Psalm 136 that repeats his love endures forever 26 times? My colleague, it's just not right. They take a little piece of a great hymn and mess it up by changing it. It was meant to be sung in its entirety. Now, at this point, I could have pointed my colleague to today's chapter, Psalm 108, because the entire psalm, the entire song is simply a cut and paste mashup of both Psalm 57 verses 7 through 11 and Psalm 60 verses 5 through 12. In fact, there are multiple examples, both in the Psalms and in the writings of the ancient prophets, when entire sections would be cut and pasted into an updated work. There are also examples of this in other ancient Mesopotamian cultures. It was quite common back in the day. Now, I don't really know how the conversation landed with my colleague. I could tell that he was disappointed and maybe even a little frustrated that I didn't agree with him and provide him with an affirmation of his opinions. He never brought it up again. In my life, I have found change to be really difficult for people in almost any circle of life. But when you mix in both change 
and religious tradition, it can take on this added layer of emotion. Suddenly the change gets escalated to a level of religious orthodoxy. Sides get taken. The discussion escalates to arguments. Then comes entrenchment of the sides. Very often the next step is the severing of relationships as groups split. And along my spiritual journey, I have always assumed that change is a natural part of creation. Most things in life cycle in one way or another. What goes around comes around. Styles come back around and get freshened up. Religious traditions and practices that were once abandoned as old and outdated suddenly come back in vogue to bless a new generation of Jesus followers. So it is that I watch the changes that constantly happen around me on multiple levels. Changes in in family situations, changes in community, changes in politics, changes in music, changes in worship. This change everywhere. And I try to keep my emotional reactions in check. Instead of digging in my heels and demanding that my love of the perfectly acceptable way of doing things is understood, I instead try to divert my energy to asking, okay, well, what good might be gained from this change? In the quiet this morning, I find myself reminded of a mantra that I was introduced to by my friend, and it made its way around the internet uh, a while back. I'm not sure of the source. I once used this in a message, but I don't think I've ever referenced it in one of my chapter day posts. It's always stuck with me, and it came to mind again this morning. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. Change challenges me. Challenges force me to have some faith and trust God. That trust leads to being obedient. Obedience makes me healthy. Healthy things grow. Wherever you find yourself on life's road this morning, my friend, I hope you're growing. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow.